You're listening to Make It Happen, a podcast for bloggers and creatives. Welcome to the second episode of Make It Happen. I'm Jen Carrington from Jenny Per, which is an online creative resource for bloggers and creatives. And this podcast is here to help you stay inspired and take some really purposeful and practical steps forward for your blogs and creative businesses. I am so excited to be sharing today's interview with you. It is full of so much information and insights for anyone who's working really hard to build a profitable online business with their blog and I've brought some on the show who I just know you guys are really going to love. Before we jump in, I just want to say a huge thank you to everyone who left really kind words and support and feedback on last week's first episode. It really meant the world and it was so encouraging and I'm so excited to just keep on sharing more of you each week. For episode number two, I invited one of my friends, Mariah Cos, from the blog Femtrepreneur to come on the show and talk about the topic of making money with your blog without relying on traffic, which is something I'm really passionate about and something that I think will be really encouraging for anyone listening. This interview is great. It's for anyone who's working really hard to build a profitable online business and would just like some insights and some really actionable advice to help you make it happen along the way. We talk about Mariah's journey so far in her business and the ways she advises you can make money with your blog without relying on your traffic and also our thoughts on soul blogging and some really useful advice that Mariah has to share for anyone who's hoping to build their mailing list and make it work alongside their business. There is seriously tons of good stuff in this episode and I'm so excited to share it with you and if you listen out at the end of the episode there's a really cool announcement that we have to make for anyone who wants to dig a little deeper into the topics that we explore today because we have something really cool coming up in the next week. Hi Mariah, welcome to the show. Hey Jen, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have you here today. You're one of the people who was top of my list when I knew I was starting a podcast. You've got just, you've got so many awesome insights and I just know this episode's going to be really great. And I didn't know whether you just wanted to start off and share with anybody listening just your story and your journey so far as an entrepreneur and a business lady and all the things you've done. Ooh, I like that. Um, Okay, so I have been running my own businesses for uh, six years now since I was 18 and basically started out with an Etsy shop uh, selling vintage clothes. That became my full-time job very quickly. I think the first day I put my Etsy shop up, I made like 10 sales and I was like, wow, this is fun. (laughs) So that became my full-time job like immediately. And like you, I did not have, I did not have a day job. Um, I just started doing that because obviously working for someone else is a horrible, (laughs) terrible thing. Um, And then after that, I started a few other businesses. I started a couple of blogs. Um, I blogged for a couple years not knowing what I was doing. I started to have like speaking gigs. Like that became my sort of main income after a while was from the blog getting speaking gigs, but not um, not really on purpose. (laughs) It just kind (laughs) of happened. And then I finally figured out how to sell products and I've been making more, I've been doing more of the blog stuff, making a living with my online businesses more so than sort of moved away from like the selling vintage clothes. Although I do still like doing that because it is fun. Um, yeah, so now I run Femtrepreneur, femtrepreneur.co, and <laughs> that's where I sort of share all my business experiments. Um, I don't, I didn't really know, like I never heard the word entrepreneur until like 
a year ago. Like I did not know that this whole like online business thing existed. I was just doing it. And like someone, and then like my, I remember my, the first time I heard the word entrepreneur, like my mom's neighbor, who was this little old lady, she had heard about my clothing store and she, the, when I saw her, she was like, oh, you're so entrepreneurial. And I was like, what is that word? What does that mean? And I could not pronounce it and I could not spell it. <laughs> I still have to check now when I spell it. Have I put my Oh, me too. Yeah. <laughs> even, even though it's called femtrepreneur, yeah. I still have to check it every time. <laughs> um, terrible, terrible choice for a name, really. But, um, but yeah, I just sort of, it wasn't until like a year or two ago that I even kind of... I realized that what I was doing had like a name and had a sort of community around it. So I started Femtrepreneur to connect with other people that were actually, you know, were doing that on purpose, not just by accident like I was. Um, yeah. No, that's, awesome. That's I Yeah, I know you. I only really know you from Femtrepreneur. That's where I found you. I fell in love with your blog and everything. I, probably I'm going to pick your brain on a lot of stuff today that I think people are going to really enjoy hearing about. And I think the the main title of what I want this episode for me and you to be about is making money with your blog without relying on traffic so that's kind of what I want to talk about and this is probably you wrote a post maybe it was even almost a year ago now about how you make a full-time living with your blog without relying on traffic like you you said you even said that you had a tinier list you said I had a smaller list back then and you kind of um you just didn't rely on traffic and I found it so enlightening and I remember sharing it on Twitter and maybe that's how I can't remember if that's how we started to get to know each other yes but um and and I kind of I used to maybe rely more on traffic to make money but now I completely have a I do not rely on my traffic to make an income and I didn't know if we want to talk a little bit about that like for you like share what you kind of shared in that post in a nutshell just today I feel like the like we were both saying, we don't even look at our traffic anymore. Like it's yeah. just not, it's not the metric that you pay attention to when you're serious about blogging. It's not that traffic doesn't help, but it doesn't, it doesn't make or break you as a successful blog. So if you're thinking, oh, I need to get to X amount of views before I create a product or for me to make any real money, that's just not true. I think the the reason that people get caught up in that is because they're still thinking in this outdated model of selling ads and like having affiliate links in their blog posts, um, which I'm against. <laughs> I'm sure we'll get into that. But they have this idea that you need more traffic to make money, but that's only if you're making like pennies on yeah. clicks, which is not how you want to make money with a blog. So the best way to make money without a lot of traffic is to create your own products and charge a fairly premium price for them. Not outrageous. I know some people that charge, you know, a thousand dollars for something. But if you, if you have a reasonably priced product in the 100 to $400 range, and that's what you sell, and you have a very small list of fans that buy that, all of a sudden, you don't need to have, you know, a gazillion page views in order to make a full living with your blog. Um, I think that the other thing is to not to not rely so much on yourself. And a lot of people um, are so focused on their email list and they're so focused on their traffic that they're not taking advantage. That's maybe not the right phrase, <laughs> but don't take advantage of anyone. But but they're not taking advantage of all the community that they built and the network that they have. So when I went to launch a product, 
I had less than 100 people on my email list. That's not a lot of people. A lot of people wouldn't think that that's a lot. I was getting less than 100 page views a day. I mean, by no standards was I a successful blog, but I launched a product and I contacted other people that I thought might help me spread the word. And by doing that and having people that I knew and people that I'd set up partnerships with, um, which are often called affiliate relationships. So if someone promotes your thing, they get a cut, a percentage. Um, once I had set that stuff up, I was making a full-time living from blogging, not completely separate from how many page views I was getting or like I still had this tiny blog that got like you know less than 5,000 views a month um but was making a full-time income for me so it's not I think the main things are creating products that are your own that are priced fair you know fairly high um and then getting, creating a network of affiliates and partnerships that are going to help you promote your thing. So you really need to find those people that are a few steps ahead of you with bigger audiences and um, make sure that you can create a relationship that's beneficial for both of you. Okay, so I know about affiliate links because you've told me about affiliate links. But if anyone's listening who's like, what, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> if you had to kind of explain affiliate links in a very kind oh. of... Good idea. Yeah. So having affiliates and I feel like now I maybe people are like, wait, what? Like, cause I was like, no, don't put affiliate links in your blog. But from the producer side, um, you having affiliates means that you have people sort of on your virtual team that promote your products with their own unique links. And they get a percentage, like the program that you do it in, I use DPD, digital product delivery, it keeps track of everything. So if someone recommends my book with their link, um, I know that that sale was referred by them. And then I pay them a percentage at the end of the month. So having this team of people that are promoting my stuff for me all the time, um, I don't even have to like worry about it. I don't really have to do sales or marketing, but I also don't have to... um, have my own army of customers before I start promoting a product because I have other people that do have the audience and they also make a, make a, you know, a cut of what they sell. So it's very incentivizing and it's a very like beneficial relationship for both parties. Um, and yeah, that's basically how the affiliate relationship works from the producer side. And you've probably heard a lot of people, you know, if you've read about making money blogging, you've probably seen a lot of people talk about you know, trying to sell products with your own affiliate links or like putting affiliate links in your sidebar, like recommending things that you use and using affiliate programs. You probably heard about it from that side of the relationship, but I have always been on the producer side, having other people promote my stuff. So, um, yeah, that's kind of where I come from. So if we go back to making money with your blog without relying on traffic, what would you, from your experience and from the work you've done and the people you've worked with, what would you recommend as say, like say free of the most, like say someone was just starting out and they kind of, you know, they were building up an audience and they didn't want to have to rely on traffic, but they knew they were doing good work and that they were really like honing in on a niche that they had expertise in. If they were like, where do I start with making my own products or making a living without relying on traffic? Where would you kind of which direction would you kind of encourage them to look into? Oh, yeah. So my plan would be you would first come up with the idea for a product. You don't actually have to make it. You can just create a sales page with a buy now button. And if you can just, you know, obviously make sure that you can deliver on this idea. 
But when I launched my first product, it was an, literally an idea on a page with a buy now button. It That's did not, brave. it did, it did not exist. <laughs> I know. And you know, what's weird is that down the line now I'm like less, I'm like more afraid to do that. I don't know why, but I'm like more, more cautious of, um, I now do like a hybrid approach where I create a portion of it and then pre-sell. Whereas this first time I was just like, I don't know what I'm doing. Um, but I figured that if I, you know, if it's sold, I'd be able to fi finish it. Um, so I would create, you know, come up with an idea, which can come from just researching your niche and what questions you get and what kind of blog comments you get and questions that you get through email and then come up with a product idea make a page on your website, <laughs> add a buy now button, describe what you're going to make, and then go out and identify five to 10 people that are in your same industry or niche that have bigger blogs than yours and that you know themselves make money with affiliate links. So you'll probably know who these bloggers are because you've probably followed them. You're probably subscribed to their email lists. Um, you probably have seen them promote other people's stuff, that's always a good person to approach because you know that they're open to those relationships. Whereas there are definitely bloggers that are just like, they'll say no to everybody because they just, that's not part of their business. Um, so you make a list of five to 10 people and then you start pitching them. And I actually have um, a download on Femtrepreneur that's free. That's like scripts that I use to find the affiliates and then ask them to promote your thing, right? So that first contact can be kind of scary if you're not already friends with the person. So I put together some scripts that you can use when you're just about to sort of say, hey, I'm creating this product and I would love for you to promote it. I think that your audience would really love it. It helps people do X, Y, Z. And I think that it'd be a great fit for what you do. Um, it would be an affiliate partnership and you would get, you know, 50% of the sale price for every person that you referred. Um, so then you go about setting up those relationships and then you'd have them promote your stuff, which is basically they email their list or they do a blog post about it, some combination, they promote you on social media, and then they're getting paid this whole time as well. You know, they're, I mean, not immediately, but they're getting a cut of every sale that they refer. So I would go about setting up those relationships. This is stuff that you can do with literally nothing. Like you don't have to have a email list yet. You don't have to have traffic. You can still go about this as long as you have an idea. Um, I would also start doing guest posts for these other bloggers. So there's, you know, when they promote you and they're talking in their own voice, but there's also you saying, I'm going to write a guest post and in it, I'm going to mention this product that I'm creating. Um, and then do a presale. And then <laughs> when people start buying it, you need to get to work <laughs> and you can create that product. And then you've already, you know, you're on your way. You really don't need, a lot of people just wait so long. They just wait and wait until there's this like, what, like there's going to be some sort of magic, like audience fairy that's like, oh, your audience has now reached the golden line where you can become a profitable blogger. Like, no, you can just do that. But it does take a lot of hustle, obviously. And I think it takes a little bit of balls like to go out and be like an approach. I mean, especially when you don't have a product yet and you don't have um, testimonials yet. 
I was lucky in that the people that I contacted, they were like, yeah, I think that what you do is cool. You know, you seem nice and trustworthy and I'm happy to promote you. Um, if you don't have anything, you don't have any testimonials yet, it can be a little bit difficult, but it, if you can exude confidence that you know what you're doing and you know that what you're going to make is going to be awesome. Um, I think you'll have a much easier time getting those affiliates to say yes. And you don't need a lot. Like you don't need an army. Um, I started out and I had two, two people said yes. And so many people said no. Like I think I emailed 50 people and five of them said yes. So you're going to get a lot of rejection, but that's okay. Like those people probably weren't a good fit. Um, and then some people of the people that said yes, some of them just didn't work out. Like some of them like didn't send, didn't refer any sales. And some of them, you know, I just kind of dropped after a while. Uh, so, you know, you don't need an army. You don't even really want an army. You just want the people that are a good fit. I also think like, cause I kind of came, um, that, so that's kind of the experience of kind of, if you start a blog from scratch and you don't want to rely on traffic. And then I kind of came from an experience of, I did have a blog that had income streams that relied on traffic. So I had advertising, I had, um, sidebar sponsorships and I kind of got to a place where it, it just wasn't making me happy anymore. It wasn't, it wasn't really a business. It was just making money and I didn't, that's not really what I wanted. And so for anyone who, who may be in that position, so they've got this blog that maybe has built a following and has traffic and you're maybe selling sidebar ads or you have an ad network or you're doing affiliates and you're like I don't want to do I don't want to keep feeling like my traffic defines myself worth or my blog's potential my probably recommendation for that would be to like still use the audience that you have like just take them on the journey with you into transitioning your blog and like Mariah that's really some of the similar things that Mariah said is like explore developing products build relationships with people you've probably just got that easier cushion of already having an audience but if you're relying on traffic but you don't want to I wouldn't be afraid to just not do it anymore like I um on my blog maybe like a few weeks back I shared a post why I've taken away all my advertising from my blog and some some of my friends think I'm crazy because I'm I'm literally I'm literally closing the door on money but I genuinely believe but that by doing that I'm freeing myself up to make money in a way that is profitable in the long run and more than it's like fulfilling to me so I think whichever stage you're at in your blogging journey, like whether you're just starting out or you are fed up of relying on traffic, I think I, more than anything, I hope this episode, me, we can kind of share how you don't need to be a slave to your Google Analytics anymore. Like that, I say this all the time, but like if you can't give growth a name, if you can't give traffic a name if it's just numbers like what's the like give it give it like if if you need a certain amount of traffic to reach a certain amount of people then that's kind of okay if you, if you can give it a purpose to need that growth that's fine but if you're if you just want it because you hope that oh if I reach this amount of people then I'll be rich it doesn't really work like that oh my gosh yes and so many people like they don't know what they're getting the traffic for and like you said if you can't identify what the traffic gets you more than just a number, like definitely evaluate what the purpose is. And I think I wrote a post about this a few months ago. The only metric that matters to me or to anyone that runs a business with a blog is the the revenue, you know, the cash flow, the profits, like those other numbers. How many email subscribers do I have? What's my traffic? How many Twitter followers do you have? I know a lot of people with humongous audiences that don't make a fraction of what I make because they're focused, like, let's be honest, they're focusing on the wrong thing. Um, if you're focusing on building your platform on all these other, these 
social media sites and you don't know that for a fact they have a high return on investment like if you don't know that twitter or pinterest or instagram or whatever you're using if you don't know if you're not positive that that brings in sales or sells your product what are you doing? Like, don't worry about it. Just focus on the very, you know, you probably have two or three things that really contribute to your sales. Maybe it's doing webinars. Maybe it's um, building your email list affiliates. or affiliates. Yeah, maybe it's their affiliate thing. So maybe you don't even write on your own blog that much. You're always guest posting. And I know a lot of people that do that that are very successful because they realize that if you're blogging on your own blog and you don't have an audience, no one's listening, but but if you blog on other people's blogs and you focus, focus, focus on guest posting, it makes a lot more sense. And then you suddenly have a much larger audience. So you don't have to rely. It's like being too self-reliant. You know, you're like, I need to build my blog. I need to build my traffic. No, there are so many other blogs that already have traffic. They've been around longer than you. They have huge email lists. There's no reason that you can't team up and both of you make money. And if it's someone that has been around for a while, they probably already make money using those tactics of selling affiliate products. They're probably very used to that. So it doesn't, um, you know, you just don't have to wait until you get there. Just do it now. And I also think this probably the kind of blogging and the kind of um, business that we're talking about is probably more of an information product yes. or an infopreneur then if you're like a photographer if you're maybe like a designer of course it's going to look very different for you probably like content marketing is a huge kind of focus but if you've got so many ideas if you've got things you can teach people if you've got expertise that you want to share or just knowledge that you want to share I think um you're not focusing on the metrics that are just going to stress you out like I think it's a different the, the metric will either feed your ego or it will feed your business and I think the numbers a lot of the time just feed your ego and it makes you feel accomplished but you haven't actually accomplished anything it's empty if that platform died tomorrow you wouldn't have anything so it's like oh my god totally and you your, see oh no you finish <laughs> no like <laughs> just I would just like build your business not your ego like I know social proof plays a part in it and people can't help but I think it's a shame but people can judge people on their numbers but I think build your business and the numbers will just naturally come but if you build your numbers the business might not come because there's no intention behind it absolutely and I mean if you're focused on those things and you're focused on you know oh how many subscribers am I getting how many how many of this am I going to get it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't allow you to focus on creating things. And that's really what leads to, to making money. So I've kind of found after years of like doing all this dumb stuff, like just being busy for the sake of being busy and trying to build up like Twitter followings and all this stuff that it's not what makes your blog money. It's just not. And it can be a really, you know, it's a supplement and it helps, um, but it cannot be the main focus. So, well, you can't make money from your Twitter feed, like it's right, just... right. And I also think, well, the, I think a, a big important point to make here is like, so like Mariah makes, uh, she does awesome work on her blog. But I think underlying that is a huge passion for what you're sharing. Like, as much as you know, all these techniques work, and you make a great living from it. I think the first thing that has to come with this is a genuine passion for the people you want to help and for the topic you're sharing. And I think um, that's obvious. Like, it's just obvious that you care about female entrepreneurs who are kind of, you know, making a living online. And I would say, um, I would never recommend anyone just kind of starting up a website because they want some quick ways to make 
Oh my God, I know. Yeah, like if your heart's, if you're so passionate about something, if you've seen like, if you just know that you've got something to give and that you want to package it in a way that makes sense for you and your customers, like go for it. And I think just knowing that you're way more than what your Google Analytics says, you're way more than what your Twitter says, you're way more than your Pinterest referrals, because as much as they all can play a part, they can also kind of distract you from just doing the work that that you should be doing. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think you know, use the word passion, but it's it's definitely an obsession. Like I'm just obsessed with things. I get obsessed with things and then, you know, you become unobsessed in a little while, but I've been obsessed with this for years. And I think it's, it's really cool to be able to find the other people that are also obsessed with like ladies having businesses. And it's not even just like being, you know, ladies having businesses. Um, I know I, I'm in the the Badass Babes blog club. And the other day we had a really like deep conversation about how if there was a blog that was like, oh, like business for men, you know what I mean? Like you would be like, fuck you. Like, what yeah, is it's that? Not that? Yeah, it's right? double standards. <laughs> so yeah. It's not like, it's not just about that, but I am so obsessed with helping people grow their businesses. And maybe it comes from a place of like anger and frustration of just seeing people do dumb stuff and like be like, no, like just here, here's all the things you need to do that better. Please, for everyone's sake, do a better job for your sake too. I mean, like I see so many people that just struggle in hating their job and hating their life and not, you know, thinking that, that they have to be ashamed about making money or thinking that they have to be ashamed about, uh, selling their own products. It's like all this crazy stuff, but no, just, um, you know, you own it, like you own it, you got to do it. And I'm, excited to give everyone the tools that they need. I also think a lot of the stuff that I share comes from seeing so much bad advice that sucks and being like, oh my God, I can't believe people are doing this and listening to this. And I've seen this too with my clients. People say that they saw some advice somewhere from someone that, you know, has started a blog five years ago and they're still giving out that same tired five-year-old advice about blogging. And you're like, that does not hold true anymore. Like the whole landscape has changed. Everything has changed. So if you're starting a blog today and you want to make it into a business and you're reading someone's book that came out five years ago, or you're reading the advice of someone that made a bunch of money, you know, got in early five years ago or 10 years ago, you're going to be fucked because you don't, you're trying to replicate something that has changed so much. And so really, I think the, the way that everything is moving and, uh, Jen and I both do this is creating less publishing less, but more quality content. So slow blogging, uh, just creating really epic content, but not posting three times a week. And I also think that every single blogger is going to become a producer of their own products, whether it's a shop and it's physical products or it's an e-commerce store, whether it's their own designs or it's a, you know, downloads or PDFs or eBooks or courses or whatever it is, every single blogger in the next few years is going to become a producer of their own things because this world of like having ads and selling other people's stuff and all this stuff is just not, it's not going to cut it anymore. So I think it's also exciting to oh, yeah. build, build a website that is your, your work and your ideas. And, and I think the, obviously me and Mariah are kind of really similar in that we uh, kind of work with 
bit bloggers and creative business owners that's a kind of our field but if you you can create products for anything and everything like you can even you can even create like you could create like a magazine that you sell through like an email it's like it can be content still can be sold I I think ultimately it's thinking big dreaming big and I love that um you brought up slow blogging because that's like something that we kind of we had a call a few weeks back and we kind of you kind of encouraged me to embrace slow blogging it's something that's now playing a huge part in my blogging experience and I, you've slow blogged since the start of entrepreneur haven't you so yeah um, I, <laughs> let's be honest always a slow blogger because I just <laughs> can't really churn it out like some people can <laughs> but I think I am um, now it has a name so now I look like smart and ahead of the curve yeah, but yeah, really I was just like kind of yeah. lazy <laughs> but I I think um especially if you are sharing knowledge and if you're a share, if you're an infopreneur or if you're just if you're just sharing information I think a lot of the time you you don't have to speak all the time like you can say a lot more in one bigger thing than just saying a load of spread out if you imagine if you shared content every day of the week that's 14 blog posts if someone's reading your blog how are they supposed to take that in that's 14 blog posts that is just going to confuse them because unless it's very structured out I kind of started to realize like that's just ultimately even if the intentions behind it are good I'm still going to just be creating noise whereas if you take a step back and you think how can I help someone in the most useful way possible kind of thinking about the user experience more than anything I think right and you 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 slow blog really you really well so I don't know if you want to just share kind of why you love slowing down and why you think it's the best way but also how you would encourage people to use slow blogging in a way that makes sense for their business and for their online presence oh absolutely I mean all my favorite bloggers post maybe twice a month I would say but when they do you know that it's going to be this like drool worthy post that's like so detailed and so full of information and it's almost like a guide I mean it's like a mini ebook every two weeks or even once a month. I mean, like some of my favorite bloggers don't, they just post these epic things like a couple times a month. Um, And you know that it's going to be super useful. You get really excited about it. And it's something that goes in detail into one single topic instead of like someone posting three times a week and it's like 500 words and it's a listicle about, you know, five ways to, to, you know, balance blog life. It's like, whatever. If you're serious about blogging, there is no balance. So (laughs) just let let go of that idea right now. There's no blog life balance. Um, but, but there's just like, you can't, you can't really go deep. If you're going to be blogging three times a week, you're going to get burned out. A lot of people ask me, how do you juggle it all? How do you keep up with having your multiple businesses? Or how do you, how do you make that all work? And you just don't, you're not going for quantity, you're going for quality. So being busy really forces you to focus and be intentional about what you are going to do. And for me, that's writing one really detailed, super awesome tutorial or case study or really deep look into something like a big guide or something once a week. Um, I also think that that allows you to focus, you know, besides you don't get burned out and you're excited to write something and you can make it more quality. Um, it allows you to focus on more long-term goals because people who are always trying to post every single, either every day of the week or three times a week or whatever, you're always in that mindset of like, oh, I have to get this thing done for tomorrow. And you're always like crunching for that. Um, even if you plan it out, you're always in this short-term goal mindset of just like getting through that week of posts. Whereas I spend, 
a good amount of time writing a post. I mean, a lot of t more time than most people because I create these, you know, the post is 20 pages of text. And then I always create a bonus that goes with it. Um, it's another 20 pages, but I also write a lot um, every day. But I think if you're if you're so focused on your daily posting, you're not working on your long-term business goals and that's what it's all about. So if you're not also spending just as much time creating your products and promoting yourself and promoting your products, then you not, you know what I mean? Like you're just focused on this sort of like little daily things. You're not making big progress. This is exactly what I went through in that I was kind of writing every day because I was still stuck in this old school mentality that I'd learned from when I used to personal my blog was a personal blog and I was like I have to post every day this is how I keep up with my audience and I wasn't finding time to do a podcast like I wanted to do for moments I didn't have, I wasn't finding time to develop products or just develop bigger resources and then I took a step back and I, I wrote about it recently it's like I made myself smaller to then let myself become bigger than what my brand already like I let my brand grow by slowing down and now I probably shared more content a month than I did when I posted every day but I share it in a way that makes sense for my brand more and I think my rule is if you're sitting there and you're about to write a blog post and you're doing it because you feel like you have to not because you have anything to say that's going to be of value to your audience shut the laptop down because that's not what it's about like if you're just doing it to keep up and if you haven't got anything to say then why are you why are you posting like don't make noise say something valuable and like like Mariah said like um you're just distracting yourself really from the bigger it's instant gratification sometimes you feel mm -hmm. like you're doing good work I used to feel like oh well I've done a blog post every day and then it was like yeah but you're not doing the things that your business needs from you and you're also not doing the things that your audience will benefit from the most totally it's like uh it's just it's definitely like you're just adding I mean, I would assume that you probably get more unsubscribes and more people that leave if you post more stuff that kind that isn't really awesome. You know, like if you post like mediocre three times a week, I would assume that your blog does not grow. I guess I think that the there's a conspiracy theory that told people that you're supposed to post a bunch and that consistency is important. I mean, consistency in some ways is important, but it's not like the end all be all. I think it's also consistency in the quality of your content. Yeah. So if you can, own, like, I think I used to post seven days a week and I genuinely don't understand now how I did that. And then I cut down to five and I thought I was going to stick at five, but within just a few weeks, I was like, I'm going, I went down to free. And I, and free is probably still quite a bit. And I'm kind of managing at the moment with the podcast. But um, my rule at the moment is like, blog comes second business and clients come first like if I I have to show up for my clients and for my business and if having to write a blog post can't happen because I'm doing the work that's okay because like your blog isn't really your job your business is your job and your mm -hmm. blog's just your marketing tool and if you start working for your blog I think you're just kind of losing you're, you're playing the small game and you're not playing the long game absolutely absolutely and you can't build a business and like just I don't know. It's like this, there's a kind of a disconnect of people that consider themselves just bloggers and people that consider themselves like an expert with a blog or, you know, a business that has a blog as well. And or like a creative with a blog. like these. Yeah, kind of exactly. Like you have your studio and you have a blog and everyone should have a blog for sure. But that's not the only thing. I think the, my number one rule, kind of how I'm approaching content for myself at the moment, because I don't know if you can relate, but like, I don't feel done with my own challenge of how I want to create online. Like I feel like, and my rule is like, think blog content is not just blog posts. Like, yes, 
And I think that people... is what I was going to, okay, good. Yeah. You, you knew what I was going to say. That's totally, yes. That was what slipped my mind. Yes. And once you stop seeing it as just a blog post, and if you just kind of stop playing that game and you just kind of, you know, open up a big piece of paper and just write down, if I could create and share anything, what would be most beneficial to my audience? How can I make my brand because your blog is a brand I know that kind of sounds intimidating to people but it, it is and it, what, how, what can I make my brand have like if you see it as like a circle and what little spider legs can you have coming off it what can you kind of have and like yeah content is not just a blog post if you can repeat that to yourself over and over again you can because ultimately like obviously a lot of people are doing what we're talking about a lot of people are showing up with awesome ideas and they're creating awesome blogs and they're you know doing affiliates and they're creating products and they're not relying on traffic and it's hard to make progress when you're competing against a lot of people sometimes and you have to find a way to stand out and be different and honestly I think that's what you've done with Entrepreneur because you kind of you you never started off with I'm going to post five days a week to build up my audience you always had high your your first blog post in quality is no different to your latest blog post in quality and I think um you you just you did something different from the get-go. Yeah, I really tried. I really tried to make sure that every single this is the, the other thing is every single one of your blog posts, if you're, you know, if you wanted this to turn into a business and you want it to be worthwhile for the time you put in, every single one of your blog posts should be a evergreen pillar blog post. You just can't share this sort of like filler stuff. You want to always be creating pillar content and so I love that. yeah pillar, I always say pillar, no, pillar filler. no filler that's what I say that's part of build a profitable blog that's totally like one, one of the the lessons it's called pillar no filler um but yeah it's just like everything everything should be something that's awesome and that can be shared for a long time for how much time you're putting into it you want to make sure that it doesn't just kind of like yeah it just becomes part of the archives that no one will ever read again and that's the other thing is people spend so much time creating content and creating blog post that they do they do not spend a proportionate amount of time promoting and like what does it matter if you're blogging every day if no one is reading so as much as the traffic and the numbers don't matter you do want to make sure that people are seeing the work you're putting out so I like to spend you know we spend some time creating but you also spend just as much time promoting and whether that means doing a podcast like this and spending the time to get in front of a new audience or writing a guest post like I tell people I don't think that a lot of people know this but it's more important that you write guest posts than it is that you write your own thing everyone has this idea that oh I need to make sure that my blog is full of posts and always updated before I can write guest posts but no just start writing guest posts so that your work is in front of someone and then they come back and see your blog it doesn't matter if you have one or two blog posts up when you're just starting or five or whatever you don't need to like flesh it out so much um I read a case study the other day that I thought was really interesting of someone that started a blog, not with an actual blog, they just had a landing page and an email sign up. And then they got to work guest posting. And all they did was be like, when, you know, oh, if you want more, you can sign up for my blog, which is coming out soon. And all it was was a landing page with an email form. And this person was guest posting really prolifically, like all the time, focusing on getting in front of other audiences. And by the time they actually launched their blog five weeks later, they had 13,000 email subscribers. And it was because they focused on getting in front of people, not on like 
creating their own content. And the other thing I was going to say is that you were saying, oh, content doesn't have to mean blog posts, is that everything you do is content. Like everything you do should be recorded. Like if you're, if you're setting something up on your computer, there's probably someone that wants to know how to do that. So turn on your friggin' screen share or, you know, you can do it as a hangout on air with screen share or you can use ScreenFlow and record you setting up this thing on your computer or record yourself doing whatever it is you're doing. Everything you do, like your planning, that can be a blog post. Like it can be content. Everything you're doing can be content. Everything can be made into multiple medias too. So like I'm as I mentioned, I'm trying to make every blog post into a video as well. So that same content doesn't have to be just a blog post. And everything, like a lot of people, when I was in college and I was working on the blog full time, and a lot of people are like, how do you balance being in school and also working on your blog full time. And I was like, everything I do is content. Every essay I wrote became a blog <laughs> post. Every, I'm serious. Everything that I turned in, it went both ways. So sometimes I create content for the blog and I would pass that in as schoolwork. Or if I had an assignment, I would definitely publish that assignment either as an ebook or a download or something. Everything that I did was connected. So everything, you, you don't have to do so much extra work. And I think that too, that's why some people don't like hesitate or they don't know how to create their own products is because there's this idea of like, oh, but I can't like repurpose any content or like, oh, I have to write this whole new thing about stuff I've never written about before. But that's just not true. Like your product, your ebook or your course or whatever you're going to make your email series, it can be like 50% blog posts that you've already created. Just go back, format them, make sure, you know, organize them in a way that makes sense. At, fill in the gaps, add your new content that strings it all together. And there it is. Like you don't have to be, it doesn't have to be this huge, like, oh, I have to write a novel and that takes two years. Like it just, you can, people, I think people get in this mindset of like, they forget that 99% of people have not seen most of your content. Like maybe someone has seen one of my blog posts and they're on my email list and I assume that they've read everything, but they haven't, they don't. So you have all this content that you need to be constantly promoting, constantly repurposing, constantly like everything you do. I mean, this, like this, we're recording a podcast. We're also have a video. I'm going to use this video as content down the line. I mean, I'm going <laughs> to like, we do webinars that becomes content a couple weeks later. You know what I mean? It become goes into a blog post or something. So there's so many ways. And I, I think like um I would definitely say like just think bigger. Like if even if what even if the community, even if your competition is kind of don't just do what they're doing. Like say to yourself, like, hey, what's what's a different way I can share and connect with my audience? And like you said, like, because not everyone's think like not you could kind of obviously podcasts are quite popular now, but even like doing video content alongside every piece of your post like you're gonna move into, like that's different. That's a way to stand out, that's a way to kind of let your brand shine in a way and so I think if, if all you're seeing is samey samey just say to yourself this is an opportunity for you to do something just a little different and to just yeah like blog content is not just and I also think um I realized that I had this huge archive of content that I'd created and it was getting to the point where it's like I don't want to repeat myself with my blog posts and I don't want to just make noise so I want to make sure that this content that I've created that I know is good content always exists on my blog it's easy to find it's easy to read it's evergreen it still has purpose and it's like if you've already said everything you want to say about a topic I also think it's important to not force yourself to 
if you've already said everything you need to say until you've got a fresh approach to it don't like if you're just finding yourself repeating yourself because you just want to fill up content space chill out stop repeating yourself and um yeah let your past content still have life permanently definitely and I think um we've touched on emails a little bit throughout the conversation but the thing that I really want to pick your brain on that I know will be really useful for people is email lists and two things so why it's important to have a mailing list because I think some people are like oh that's old school I don't need that and then really people think it's old no I think I think people like I personally the, the two main reasons why I love my mailing list is that I literally that's where my people are and like if you think if you build an audience up on say blog loving or Instagram if that when that platform goes down you're like in trouble then oh with your mailing yeah. list you just have it's so simple it's so for free and you have control over it and also number two is it's not public so you have no reason to be style over substance it is all just substance and it's so detached from your ego I think in that you can't brag about your email size and you can't you put this content out and you don't always get direct feedback from it and I just think it's a great way to be of service to both your audience and to your business they that can work alongside each other but you are all you've done you've wrote quite a lot about um building an email list and I know you I know you have awesome ways to do it and awesome advice to share and also awesome ways of using them so I don't know if you just want to tell oh, everyone yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, as much as we say, oh, you don't don't need a big email list or a big audience, it definitely helps. And it's something that it shouldn't stop you from getting started. But once you are blogging, you need to be building your email list right from the start. Um, it's I think like you touched on, I always tell people like you would not build your house on someone else's land and then, you know, get all the furniture and set up all the artwork and blah, blah. And then someone sells the land from underneath you and you're fucked. So if you if you're building up your, you know, social media followings, they're fine, but do not count on them to be around forever and do not count on them to always work in your favor because Facebook is going to start charging you to show up in people's feeds or, you know, Twitter is going to become go out of favor and something new is going to pop up and you're going to lose all that followers. So like, you know, what's your MySpace following worth today? You know, nothing. (laughs) So you just can't build an entire business on that. Um, But the thing that's a real pain in the ass is changing your email address. And everyone uses email. And studies show that people spend 20% of their day in their email inboxes. So if if you can get permission to talk to someone in their email, Um, Those people are most likely to become your customers. They're your biggest fans. Um, They're people that want to support you. So let's talk about, I guess, the best ways to build the email list. So my favorite ways to build your email list quickly and stop fucking around is, um, one, uh, creating post-specific bonuses and post-specific lead magnets is another word for those. Um, so every single blog post that I publish has a bonus download. It's literally, I mean, if, like I said, if my blog post is, you know, 20 pages worth of, of content, the download is also going to be another 20 pages. It goes really deep. Um, it's for people that are interested in taking it a step further. They want to get the, you know, the extra checklist or, um, maybe it's video content or maybe it's sort of more in-depth explanation or some sort of tutorial or something, but every single blog post that you post needs to have its own incentive and someone gives you, you know, they exchange the email address and then they get the bonus in return. The reason that this works so well is because 
a lot of people have this sort of generic op- email opt-in that's like, get my free ebook or whatever. Um, and that's fine. And that used to be really novel, but it's not anymore. And it also doesn't apply to most of the traffic. So my conversion rates with um, sort of my general email, my general opt-in are like 10%. But with the more specific ones, they're like 50%. Because people find your blog from blog posts, they're searching for specific information. If you can give them a bonus that relates to that specific information that they were searching for that led them to your blog post, you're going to get their email address as opposed to, oh, just a small fraction of the, you know, the traffic that you get wants that very generic ebook that you're trying to offer everyone. So you really want to make it specific for every single thing. This has helped me. um, I went from zero to 2000 email subscribers in the last like three months. So that's the biggest thing. The other thing that really helps is Um, this is kind of something that I learned from setting up, uh, this, I use this program lead pages, and I'm not sure if a lot of other bloggers use it when they're first starting out because it's, it's not that expensive, but it's like $25 a month or something. And it's totally worth it. If you're like, if you can afford $25 a month, definitely get lead pages with it because it'll help you grow your business so quickly. Um, that's how I set these sort of like what they're, what are called content upgrades, the individual blog post bonuses. That's how I set them up. Um, I'm also able to create one of the things that converts really well. It converts at like 40% is this tools and resources download. So I guess a lot of people want to know what kind of tools you use and what uh, programs you use and what equipment you use, the right? Behind the scenes secret. Exactly. And a lot of people feel, I think the psychology is that a lot of people feel like if they can get, if they use those those services and they use those that equipment, they'll be as professional. So if you can have um, sort of like, these are the 10 tools that I use to run my blog or whatever, it's also really valuable. I feel like a lot of people like... When I, when I am paying someone to pick their brain, it's usually just like, what, what tool do you use for this? Like, what do you use to sell your eBooks or what do you use for your, your mailing list? And it seems like such a secret that doesn't, it doesn't cost anything to tell people that information, but it's really helpful for people that are starting out because I know that when I'm in that phase of like researching 20 different software solutions that do slightly different things. I just want to blow my brains out. It really helps to have someone just be like, no, just use this. So that one converts really well. The other thing that works really well to grow your email list that I'm discovering is doing webinars, which is a little more complicated. Um, It's a little more tech set up, but it's definitely worth it because you basically need to find someone else that you can co-host a webinar with. You both go in on it together. You both promote it. Um, you build up an email list that's just for people that want to attend the webinar. And then afterwards, you can split, you know, you each get a copy of that email list. So you've both added a bunch of people to your email list that you found through doing a webinar. Um, it works really well. Like when we, the last one I did converted at 70%, which means that for every 100 people that saw the webinar sign-up page, 70 people signed up. That's crazy. I mean, most people are like, you know, happy if they get like 2% conversion and like, you know what I mean? Like a lot of people are, that's like, that's pretty, pretty normal, I think is, is 2%. And that used to be the standard. But now that there are all these other strategies that you can use, it really helps to 
you know, know what has the highest ROI. And the other thing that, that you should do is create, if you're going to do guest posting, like I've said, um, creating those bonus downloads that are available on your website. It actually like a lot of people are like, oh, but how would you convince the host blog to let you do that? But it actually provides a lot of extra value instead of someone saying, oh, can I write a guest blog for your for your blog and that's it, you're saying, I'm going to offer your audience an extra free thing for value. And that's like a big deal. And a lot of people are really excited to have you do that. So I write the guest post, create that same content upgrade that you would for your own blog post. And then you have it available for download on your site. And then you get a lot of targeted traffic to your site. And a lot of those people become email subscribers. So those are kind of the best ways to grow up your grow your email list. Um, this is <laughs> that's obviously kind of overview, but my new course called Your First 1K is all about exactly step by step, like how to get your first 1,000 email subscribers and how to make your first 1,000 dollars in less than 60 days. So it's very like step by step. This is what you're going to do this week. This is exactly what you need to write down. This is the email sequence you're going to use. So yeah, I'm very practical. Like I hate vagueness. I hate when I read a blog, I get angry when I read a blog post and it's vague and like doesn't contain exact um, tutorial of like how to replicate this thing. People just talk about their success and then they don't share exactly what they did. So I just like to share every single little nugget that you would need to know <laughs> in order to replicate it. Um, yeah. So I think, you know, growing your blog post can, uh, growing your email list can seem like impossible, especially when you're, when you're doing things that are like the emails are like trickling in, you know, like you're like, Oh, I'm getting one or two people signing up per day. And I've been there and that sucks. Like I, it feels like such a waste and you're sending out these broadcasts and no one's listening and you're just like, ah, but, um, if you can do these sort of strategies that lead to these huge windfalls, right? So like I'll write one blog post and I'll get 500 email subscribers from one blog post or do one webinar and get 300 email subscribers in 24 hours, you know? So if you can do those kinds of things, um, it just happens all much faster than just having people like crawling into your email list. <laughs> <laughs> no, definitely. And we are, um, I think we are starting to run a little bit out of time and I've got two questions. Oh left. yeah. But, I'll, be but, I'll be faster. <laughs> no, I have so many more questions for Mariah, but the really good thing is, is that we're hosting a webinar together in a week, just in a, a week on Saturday. So the other... I wanted to pick her brain and kind of share how we both use our mailing list. Like once you build them, then you got to do something with it to not just right. lose everyone. But um, we are doing a webinar. So I will tell you more about that in the show notes and we'll mention it just in a couple of minutes. So if you want to find out more, um, Mariah's launching an awesome product coming really soon that you should definitely check out. She also has a really awesome blog post called Zero to, was it Zero to 600 on yes. your, which I'll link in the show notes because I found that the, when I started my mailing list, I spoke to Mariah about it and I also kind of read her content and that's kind of what helped me get to my first 1000 mailing list subscribers because it was a totally brand new area for me that so is yeah. awesome yeah and I have I by the time this goes live I have a free email course called build a profitable blog it doesn't cost anything you just sign up and it's like eight lessons that come to your email it's really awesome like I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm sorry but it's like it's a it was born out of a rant of what how much terrible you know blogging advice it's basically everything I know about 
building a blog that actually makes money and not wasting your time. So it goes through all this stuff. Sign up for that. And then, you know, if you want to take it further, I have other things that you can sign up for. But definitely a good place to start if you're just like, wow, I really want to make my blog a business. And it all seems overwhelming because I try to not like I don't want to feel overwhelmed. I don't want to do a bunch of dumb work. So I just figured out how to do only the things that lead to profits, not a bunch of bullshit that doesn't matter. That <laughs> this episode is definitely if you, is for anyone who is very serious about their blog and building an online business because I think uh, Mariah shared some really really practical and purposeful advice that I think you can use lots from and hope I'm sure you'll like when I find a episode that is useful I re-listen to it and take down notes but hopefully I'll keep as many notes as possible in the show notes and I hope you'll join us for our webinar in um just over a week but to finish I have two yes. questions that I ask everybody when they come Rapid on the show. Rapid style. Yeah no well no you we've, <laughs> we've got we've got a bit. <laughs> but so first first up is what advice would you give to anyone who's listening who is hoping to make big things happen with their blog or their online business right now? That's a good question. I should have like prepared an answer. <laughs> now I feel on the spot, but you did give me this question earlier. Um, I would say if you want to do big things, you really need to focus ruthlessly on creating. Like there's all this stuff that you could possibly be doing, but the only thing, the two things that I found really, uh, you know, lead to success and making a living with your blog are creating like a crazy person, just write for 10 hours a day, like whatever it is that you do, it's painting or singing or writing or creating videos, just do that all the time. And the other thing is promoting. So for me, that's guest posting usually, um, or doing videos, but, um, you just need to figure out the, those two things. You need to make stuff and you need to get it in front of other people. That's really all. Um, And you just need to like be ruthless about what you do. Like you need to be so focused. And I know that it's hard because there's so much stuff out there that so much people telling you what to do and, you know, five tips for whatever and all this bullshit going all around. But all you need to do is focus on creating the stuff that you're here to create and then get it in front of people and everything else is just extra. Um, I think that finding, you know, focus is really hard, but you just have to be like really, really brutal with yourself about not doing dumb stuff. And, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Keep going is, is kind of have, have some purpose behind what you're doing. Yes. Have some, my, I'm actually in the middle of writing a piece on why we should focus on purposeful strategy instead of quick fix formulas, because mm-hmm. I think quick fix formulas are the fastest way to fail. Because if you're just doing things, that's going to give you instant gratification. If you're just built, for example, if you build a list in a really quick fix, kind of icky formula way, you're going to have a li- an email list that is not high quality. Whereas if you build a list by making high quality, what do you content what do you call them content content upgrades content content upgrades if you do that you're going to get the right people for you on your list it's going to take you longer to create this epic content but you're building a high quality list because once you get to 2,000 subscribers you're paying for it then on MailChimp so only have people on your list who are the right people for you and so yeah definitely like have some grit have some determination and do do good and and zone out my I wrote a post a while back on how to consume advice for your blog or your business because I kind of relate to what you're saying and said there's so much noise out there and my rule is if you read something and if it doesn't make you feel encouraged and if it doesn't help you take practical and purposeful steps forward stop reading if it's just noise stop reading and I and I don't even like even if you like the person you can still support them but if their content is not helping you be better and bigger 
just support them on, you know, don't, but don't fill your head with noise. Yeah, I feel like my whole strategy is be a producer, not a consumer. So just when everyone else is like reading all the blog posts about how to build a business and everyone else is reading blog posts about growing their Twitter following or whatever, like if everyone else is out reading the blog post, you're just doing it. it. So just like be a producer, produce things. You literally cannot go wrong as long as you keep doing things and keep moving forward and keep producing things. The only time you're going to fail is if you just standing still and you're just consuming everyone else's content instead of creating your own. Be a producer. I think that should be the tagline for any bloggers who want to do big things. Yes. Be a producer. <laughs> I love it. And so the very last question is, um, what are you making happen at the moment? And how can we all support you along the way? Where can we find you? What should we be looking out for? Tell us what you're excited about at the moment. Ooh, I'm excited about so many things. I'm excited about introducing a sort of live TV. It's like a, I guess a YouTube show that is live Q&A and interviews. So the audience will be able to interact and ask questions. And I'll be talking with some cool like entrepreneurs about their projects and businesses. And I'm excited about that. The other thing I'm really excited about is build a profitable blog, which is the free email course that you can sign up for. It doesn't cost anything. And it's really, you know, hopefully it'll debunk some of the myths. Like I created it so that it would dispel the rumors and the myths about blogging and how, you know, the myths about making money blogging. Um, so, you know, get rid of any of those vague notions or whatever. Um, I was really irritated by hearing (laughs) bad blog advice and I'm sure you're irritated because you've been implementing this stuff and you're just like, why the hell am I not making any money? And no one's like, you know, I'm not making any money with my blog and I'm working my buns off and it's not working. So build a profitable blog totally free email series that you can sign up for. And uh, yeah, that'll, that'll be out. So I'm excited. (laughs) In the show notes, you'll find all the links to Mariah's stuff around the web. And, um, and also a link to find out about our webinar, which is the webinar is on how we both built our first thousand subscribers on our mailing list and how we both made our first $1,000. We're calling it dollars or pounds? Dollars. Oh, good question. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, how we both hit our first 1K in both mailing list subscribers and in like cold hard cash. So... (laughs) Yes. And so which is going to be really fun. And that is next Saturday, the um, 9th of May. Yeah, all the details will be in the show notes, but we'd love to see you there. And I cannot thank you enough for coming on the show today. It's been so full of information. I can't wait to listen to it back and keep learning from you. Oh, and I thank hope- you so much. <laughs> I'm really excited that you asked me. I was really I was really honored when you asked me to be one of the first episodes. I'm super excited and I love Make It Happen. I listened to the first episode and I was like, please let me do it. So thank <laughs> I'm you. definitely going to have you back in the future i think there's so many more cool things we can talk about definitely (laughs) thank you thanks and there it is the second episode of make it happen if you don't know already we are now available on itunes so you can subscribe and listen to the episodes on the go and if you enjoyed the show please leave a review and rating on itunes so you can reach even more listeners i'd also love to hear your feedback so definitely get in touch via the contact form at jennypearl.co.uk slash podcast if you head over to there now you can read all the show notes and explore all the links we mentioned in today's episode and you can also find out some more information about the webinar that mariah and i are hosting together next week which is for anyone really who just wants to dig deeper into the topics that we explored on the show today thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of make it happen and i really hope you enjoyed today's show